Welcome to the Dog Show Show podcast, presented by the Staffordshire Bull Terrier Society of New South Wales and featuring Kim Reader. It's not on the sheet, but the question without notice, what would you, and all for, for all three of you, something you'd do to bring more people into the world? Apart, I mean, that's fantastic what you were mm. saying. If that's your answer, that's mm. brilliant. Is there anything you go, mate, this is what we should be doing. This is what should be happening. Is it is it allowing new to dogs to be in? Is it, like, is it... Well, you've got a class, the new class now of neutered, yeah. neutered animals. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's, it's I don't know, it's, it, it's, it's getting everyone involved mm. as much as possible. Yeah. Having more input, the newer people's having more input into it. Mm. But you still needs to be guided. We we had this discussion before about the the things changing in the breed, mm. um, and bull terriers won't allow too much of the change. Mm. You know they've 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 got a mentor there, mm. um, and it, it, it's stuck in stone. Mm. So let's let's get on to that approach with the Staffordshire bull terrier. Yeah. Let's not have too many changes. Yeah. Let's yes, health wise. Yeah. You know we're all battering on about health. We need the healthy dog. Yeah. Um, test for all the health problems, but let's don't get away from the Stafford. Mm. Let you know. Let's keep the Stafford. Don't yeah. sort of divert off onto another breed. Yeah, fair enough. Dean, what are you doing to get? What, what would you do to get you people into the into the world? Um, I wish I had. I wish I had a good answer. I really <laughs> do. Because we need, you know, we need more yeah. people. We need more people showing dogs. We need more mm. people, you know, interested in yeah. promoting the breed. Um, and I really do wish I had a good answer. Yeah. Um, it, it, the big thing is just encourage more people to come to shows. Mm. Um, I think more happy hours. Yeah, make hey, yeah. to make it more enjoyable for them. Make I it think. more enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, and sit and watch the show. Mm. Um, even past when Stafford's are showing or before Stafford's show, sit and watch the show and talk about the dogs, mm-hmm. you know, and talk to each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cause you can learn from watching other breeds. I, mm-hmm. I do, oh, yeah. I do all the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I judge more than just the Stafford. So um, I, I, but you know, I'm a dog show geek, so I, <laughs> um, you know, that's kind of what I live for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So what, what I've found with what's, what's happening in the breed now, I know time, times have changed. Mm. Years ago, you used to the break for lunch, go in the bar, have a drink. Mm. All the old boys were there, all chatting about dogs. Mm. That's all it was talking about is dogs. Mm. It wasn't talking about nothing else. Mm. All it was dogs, and you was learning. And I used to go in there and start asking questions. And... If you don't ask a question, they don't learn. That's how I've, mm. I've learned. Mm. Listen to what they've got to say. We don't get that no more. People, people have a, they show their dog, uh, they don't win, goes into break, they're gone. Mm. They're out the door. Yeah. So, and then the next class comes in. Mm. The winner, non-winner's there, out, mm. gone. There's no interest there for them no more. Yeah, yeah. Whereas you had a little bit of chat and banter and everything, once that lunch break was over, you think, oh, there's something else I wanted to go and ask him. Mm. I'll hang around, get the opportunity, I'll go over and carry on talking to him. Mm-hmm. And it, it filled the day. Mm. It wasn't, I wasn't driving home. Mm. So th- th- I think people need, 
to get the young people in, you need to talk to them, make them welcome, mm. get them now, mm. talk about the dogs, talk about what the dog they've got in front of them, mm. keep them involved. Yeah. Um, you know, people try to sort of sugarcoat everything mm. to keep everyone happy. You know, if it's if it's a good dog, encourage them, mm. get them in there. Mm. You know, give them back in, go to a handling class, mm-hmm. encourage them to go to the shows. Yeah. That's that's what happened to me. You know, it is a schedule. Mm. Get in there, get them there. Yeah, it's sort of almost like like what you were saying before. It's like if you go for a job and you don't get the job, mm. well, bring up the person and say, can you can you tell me why? Can yeah. you give me some yeah, tips exactly. as to why yeah. I didn't get the yeah. job? Yeah. So I can be better yeah. at the or next Or go and ask the judge. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You're there. If yeah. you didn't didn't win that class, go and ask him. You know what was the difference between yeah. that dog? Yeah. You know, I come second to him, but you know, is there anything I need to do to? Yeah. To get up, explain to the people. You know, yeah. you're there. You, it's allowed. Yeah. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Go, yeah. go and ask the judge. You know, yeah. give give them some feedback. Yeah. You know, a critique's nice, but all you're getting is is the best of what he's seen there. Mm. He ain't going to insult you. He's no. not going. He's not going to tear lumps out of the dog. Yeah. Some some people would would you know be a bit harsh, yeah. but you don't go that way. You know, encourage them. Encourage them to come back. Even if you get enough tips that you know what to look for in your next dog. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. Or there might be something that you can do, maybe, in, you know, get the coat right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the teeth right. Yeah, yeah. You know, clean, get, get teeth need clean, cut yeah. the nails back a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, that's actually a pet peeve of mine. Yeah. Cut those damn toenails. Oh, yeah. Mm. We've talked about that before, haven't we? Yeah. 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 Well, if they've got the right shape feet, you don't have to cut them. Yeah. But yeah. having said that, sorry, <laughs> having said that, yes, they come. I think many years ago, we had some people that had quite a few dogs that were showing them in their specialty, and they didn't win, and the lady actually cried. And um, I said to her, "Well, look, you know, it is it is a beauty mm-hmm. contest. Miss Australia doesn't go with her hair yeah. dirty and her yeah. teeth not cleaned when she's going in for Miss Australia, yeah. does she? Yeah. So it's the same for a dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and she stopped crying." And so, therefore, the next time she came out, things were a lot better. Mm. But I think, it's, again, it comes back to education. Mm. And people um, have an expectation that, you know, I love my dog, he's great, I'm just going to take him. Yeah. They don't understand that there's all those things mm. around mm. winning apart from just having your dog you love. Mm. Yeah. I was going to say, apart from a podcast, which is what we, this is about... What else, Kim, for you, what else do we do to get people into this world? I get a marketing expert, I reckon, at this point in time. Um, <laughs> but having said that, look, my view on it is, is that we do things like the podcast and that's why we started it and, and it seems to be working uh, pretty well. But having said that, what we've all got to understand is that world that we lived in before when we all started in Stafford's mm. or the dog world has changed. changed. The whole yeah, world definitely. has changed. Yeah. So there's the internet and all those, that mm. aspect of things. Yeah. There's a the personal touch where you get people to come along. But, you know, at the end of the day, there's a different demographic mm. of people that come along and they have this amount of time to do this today and then they're going to do something else and they fit four times the amount of things in a day where we sat there all day sitting in a chair like we did today and mm. watched dogs. They're too busy, they've got their kids, whatever it is, they do basketball, whatever. So I think people need to be realistic about it. But we've also lost the people that are genuinely involved in breeding dogs, want Mm. to breed dogs. The kennels are gone where you've got lots of dogs and they breed them. You've only got, like, our show. What I noticed was people would rock up with um, 
you know, sometimes eight dogs. They entered two because that's what they've got mm. now. So everything's been reduced yeah. anyway. So I think we have to be realistic and look into what actually is happening. And I think a key to it is inclusivity. Um, and, and as we were saying, giving people um, as much as they need out of the dog world as they can get, realistically. Mm -hmm. um, but also, there's also the aspect, in my opinion, that it's much more commercial than it used to be. You know, people would, as we said before, give puppies away, do what they needed to do for their breed. But now it's all about DNA and getting the colour I want mm. to get the biggest dollar. So we've got that, that that's infiltrated yeah. as well. But as far as bringing people in, I think, you know, we're doing our best. Um, you know, the club, we're always a friendly atmosphere. Um, and we do the podcasts that encourage people. And we've got these two funny people doing it too. So um, it's all very positive, and I think you can only be positive about things and not get involved in things that aren't positive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've obviously not been involved in dog clubs and things like that, but over the years been involved with enough community sport to know mm. that there's that real attitude of we've always done it this way, this is the way we do yeah. it, we're not going to not do yeah. it, we're not going to do it any other way. Yeah. So, I, you know, I get the sense that part of the solution mm. here is kind of... Um, getting people to see things a bit differently yeah. or do things a bit differently or, mm. you know, as you say, just have a little bit more of an open mind when it comes to having people in. And explaining that, like the Spring Fair have a... Well, the, the dog world here has a, a class called Owner, Breeder, Exhibitor, Handler. It's class 14. And it hasn't been in that long and most people don't run it. Um, the Stafford Club has had a sweepstake since Les Kendall died called the Bred by Exhibitor. So all you have to do is own it and bred it. You don't have to handle it because, you know, you may not be able to handle it. You may not want to show a dog. There's all these aspects. Again, back to people with disabilities. Magnificent dog can't walk in the ring. Right. So I had a chat with Spring Fair because they said, no, no, you have to have their handler. Anyway, much to my delight, Spring Fair have a sweepstake for owner, breeder, not handler. So there's those things that change. And this is where people need to get on board and realise that what we need is to get with the times and the program. Mm. And they are the, I know that people are always very excited in the dog world because we set a pattern of things that we do a bit different where people can enter and have a go with a different judge or something a bit different. You know, we've got the ROM, we've got the special classes for our people that have passed on that were stalwarts of the breed and people that were, you know, the founders really. Um, so at the end of the day, I just think people need to have that attitude instead of exactly that sticking to the old rules well mm. we don't do it that way well people walk away when mm. you do that yeah yeah but people with disabilities can still show a dog we've we've got uh, i was telling there's a gentleman in the u.s that shows bulldogs uh he can barely move anything he's in a motorized wheelchair and he does a fantastic job with his bulldogs. He mm -hmm. wins. Mm -hmm. um, he's got those dogs trained, and he works at it. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a, I was in a, the ring with a lady two weeks ago that was blind that showed her dog. Um, and she actually beat me one day. <laughs> <laughs> or her dog beat my dog one day. Um, so, I mean, it, it's possible, and we, we need to make it easier 
for those folks to be able to show their dogs. Mm -hmm. Well, we do have, um, you can go in and, if you've got an injury or something, you can go in and stack the dog, however, you know, ramp, whatever, and then you get a runner to run the dog for you. Mm -hmm. And we have in the past had a lady with working dogs who was in a wheelchair and she used to show a dog and did very exceptionally well for many years. She was a top breeder. But what I'm saying in general is, is that it's people's perception of whether they're included or not. Mm. It's not the actual mm. fact that they are or aren't. It's I can't do that because I'm not included. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We, we need to make it more open mm. to everyone to show their dogs, yes. Yeah. Speaking of people showing dogs, we had a question from the audience and it's an anonymous one, so maybe they don't want to expose themselves. That's okay. <laughs> oh, fortunately, it's not a visual medium, but all right, thank you. <laughs> um, how were our exhibitors? How did, how did you find our exhibitors handled compared to um, other places you've been and judged dogs? How are our exhibitors? Oh, well, here we go. <laughs> a big deep breath from both of them. Are these Aussies going to let me out of here alive? Or is this going to work? You mean the, the handlers the or handlers, the dogs? The, handlers. Yeah, no, the, the handlers. handling of the, the dogs. The handling of the dogs. Yeah, how are our handlers? <laughs> uh, my wife and I teach a handling class. <laughs> it's in South Carolina, though, so we can't... Yeah, it's, a, it's in South Carolina. Actually, it's in North Carolina. It's oh, in okay. Charlotte. Okay. Um, I would say that, from my perspective, it's different here. Um, I think the uh, it's... it's um, a little more relaxed here than it is in the U.S. Yeah. Um, I think most, for the most part, all of the exhibitors to or yesterday when I was judging yeah. uh, did a reasonably good job of showing their dogs. Yes. Any tips? Like, be honest. <laughs> Our feelings won't be too hurt, Dean. Honestly, that's okay. We're still like Americans. We promise. But what would you say, based on what you sort of saw yesterday? Would there be a couple of things that really stood out for you where you'd say to people, just be aware of this? Um, and actually, I, I tell this to, to students in our class all yeah. the time. Always remember from before, when you're, when you're at the ring gate, when you're coming in, to John's point earlier, is always remember it's about the dog. Right. It's always about the dog. It's not about you. It's not about anybody else. It's always about the dog. Yeah. So your whole attitude from before you walk into the ring till you walk out should be, look at this. Look at this dog. This is my dog. Yeah. Yeah. This dog is the best damn dog there is <laughs> anywhere. Yeah. Look at this dog. And that's, that's your attitude. That's the way you should should be the entire time yeah and and to that also i'm guessing being aware that from the second you pull the dog out of the crate someone's watching you oh yeah yeah absolutely yeah and that's again have that attitude because just like today and you know i you won't see me reese in 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 a near future or whatever yeah. back here but there were judges around watching. So have that attitude that yeah. show your dog all the time when you're on the screen because people are watching. Yeah. 
you know, and there are judges that sit around the ring that watch what you're doing. And they may not judge you at this show, but they might judge you at the next show. Absolutely. Or two they're shows gonna, down They're the going to see you, you know, next weekend or, you know, next month or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they'll remember. They'll, if you've got a good enough dog, they'll remember you. Mm-hmm. Oh, I do. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. When I see one, I'm like, oh, I want to see that dog again. Yeah. John, what about you? How are our, how are our handlers? They're pretty good. Yeah. It's um, Some of them are sort of... Um, not stacking the fronts right. You know, I, I I tend to if I don't see something right, I tend to move it myself anyway. Yeah. Um, but when when that person moves it back, you know, I'm trying to give them a bit of guidance. Yeah. Um, so it you know it happens. Yeah. You know, and and nerves do set in for the yeah. handlers. Yeah. Uh, especially if they're not that experienced. Yeah. You know, do, nerves do step in. Um, but tip bits don't like. Them overusing tippets. Uh, some of them were using tippets more than others. You know, I was trying to bend down at one person, and I want to see the dog's head, but the hands in the way yeah, with yeah. a tippet keeping yeah. it there. Yeah. So tippets, yeah, you know, keep them out of the way. Yeah. Don't don't overdo it with the tippets. Yeah. Because you know, we want to see the dog, and and also when they're using the tippet, if they, once they move, start to move the dog. The dog's looking for that tidbit. Yeah. So as it heads up in the air, the legs are coming up in the air. Yeah, right, right. So you're not getting that movement. It's almost jumping yeah. and yeah. bouncing, yeah. Yeah, you're not getting the proper gait. But in, in the UK, we don't have them running. Whereas here, we have them, you know, Trot- they, come in, they come into the ring and they start running around. Trotting around the yeah. ring kind of thing, yeah. Yeah. You know, I always say that, you know, it's, uh, we're not showing a horse because you run around with a horse. Yeah. It's, a, it's a dog we're showing. I don't know, mate. Those Irish will found it's pretty big. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but the, we get that, you know, I understand that they do that. And, you yeah. know, when you do, do the FCI shows, it's that everyone does it. Runs them around. Yeah, yeah. And runs them around. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of that's to do with, like, a lot of them are, have got professional handlers coming yeah. in and they all, all do the same thing. Yeah. Kim, what about you? In terms of a handler... We've we've talked about this on previous episodes, I know, but what are the thing? What would be your advice to a, a handler coming into a ring? You know, your show yesterday. What would be your advice to a handler coming into that ring? Well, Nathan knows I'm always giving him tips. Um, <laughs> it's the first thing you did when you saw him today. Actually. <laughs> yeah, he walked up today and said, "Have you got a tip?" Whether he liked um, it or not, as well. <laughs> so, but um, no, look. As far as when I've shown top winning dogs. My first thing is is that you never have the dog by the ring. The first time it appears is when it's at the gate. Mm. Right? Nobody can judge it before it hits the ring then. And then I suppose the other thing is is that um, my, when I judge, everybody will know. I'll say, go round, please, and don't run. Mm. No terrier should run and Staffords aren't made to run. No. So um, I give a lot of instructions um, <laughs> So at the beginning. But... You know, I mean, it's again back to education. People don't know what they don't know. Mm. They're only following the guy in front of them, mm. basically. That's how they learn. Um, so I just think that um, people need to put a bit more effort into it in mm. relation to what really required. But then again, you've got to know, people just get the best out of their dog the best way mm. they know. And, um, and I think there is a lot of people being nervous and overhandling, basically. trying. Mm. And it's the same. They fix the front and there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. And you say, can you put it back, please? Yeah, and then they put it back again, yeah. and you just go, can yeah. you leave it, please? Yeah. It's I mean, nerves. 
Yeah, it is nerves. Yeah. I, I judged um, a, a dog that came over here in Melbourne and um, the girl, I don't know what's wrong with her, but she was jumping like a jumping bean. And I said to her, can you stand still? Uh, you're going to win. Stop. Don't touch the dog. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, sometimes you mm. have to do that. But I think it's a lot of practice for people. People think they just get the dog out and take it to the show. Mm. And the other thing that is very, and then I witnessed for you guys on this weekend, was people who string their dogs up. Yeah. And their heads oh, twisted. No, and, yeah. um, you know, the Especially dog with should be slips. a loose lead. Yeah. Go out and back, please, or go around yeah. on a loose lead. Mm. And people just tend to and it's like the guy in one of your classes he's come back after 30 years mm. you're i'm sorry yeah. john and um he was having a chat to me i said look can i just give you some advice get that silly collar off it go and mm. get a collar mm. so he went and got a collar and i said now why and this is what they were all doing they were arguing with their dogs in the ring i thought one lot we're going to get them in a headlock <laughs> i mean you got to let the dog go the in life if so, if you pull something and start arguing with it it's going to pull back but if you let it go and talk to it, it will come to you. Mm. So I just, you know, it's just inexperience mm. or I think it's nervousness or people really want to win. Yeah. And so they think, I'll just make this dog stand up like a robot and I'll win. Mm. Well, no, the, pretend the dog's in the park. Yeah. That's when it looks itself and it's happy and wagging its tail. Well, and I agree with that because when does your dog look the best? When it's trotting across the backyard. Yeah. That's right. You know, you're standing, you're standing on the porch watching your dog trot across the backyard, and you're saying, oh, damn, he looks good. Yeah. And then you take him in the ring, you're, you're jerking and, and up with the lead and fuddling with his feet. Just let him trot across the backyard. But yeah, you find right. that with some, some handlers, though, they think, they think they're doing best. It's like you say, stringing them up. It's, what is it doing at the other end? Yeah. It might look, it might look pretty. You know, oh, look, he knows what. Yeah, it makes him look like he's doing. But what's it doing to its legs? It's, it's, it's doing this. It's, okay. it's fray. It's not a fox terrier. Yeah, you know, fox terriers move like that. Yeah. And the dog's already got a bad front. Yes, <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. And then they go like this, and you think, oh, and make it can worse. you let it go? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that was a Stafford joke that we didn't quite get, but it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I guess what I'm hearing there is don't overthink it. Yeah. Like, go out and have fun with your dog. So I can Absolutely. understand. You know, people do get nervous. It, it's yeah. a competition. We're in a competition. Yeah. We're going in there. You want to try yeah. and get your best. Yeah. And if the dog acts up, you think, oh, it's, well, I've got to get this right. I've got to get the, Just relax. As, as Kim said, just relax yourself and, yeah. and get on with it. And there's... Yeah, I noticed because a lot of these guys over here use the slip leads, like yeah. the zip, the chains. Yeah. And um, as I say, you know, dogs are going like that because it's twisting their neck round. Yeah. You know, release it a little bit, let the dog flow. Just let You'll see. get the best movement out of it. Yeah. On on a loose lead. Good advice. Good, yes. it's good advice for most sporting competitions. Yeah. Relax, enjoy it. Don't try yeah, and yeah, kick yeah. the hell out of something. Yeah. Just well, I, I can understand leg. the handler getting nervous. Yeah. And, you know, I've been in that situation. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and I still do. Yeah. You know, I was nervous going in the ring. But once that, once that first yeah. show, that first class starts, that's it. You, yeah. You're in work mode. I think yeah, I'm, I'm, always, I'm always nervous before I start judging. Mm. Yeah. I'm always, you know... Before the first class comes in, I'm always nervous. I'm like, and then, do you, do you do you have you ever thought about why you're nervous? 
I want to do the best I can do for yeah. the dogs. Yeah. Um, that's my goal. Uh, but that's one of the reasons I like judging so much um, is once the dogs come in and I, I focus yeah. and I'm looking at the dogs and that entire, everything I'm doing is, is concentrating on the dogs. So, you become yeah. tunnel visioned on it. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, there could be a bomb going off, you know, across the road. Yeah. And, I'm looking at those dogs and trying to trying to weigh, you know, how good is this, how good is that. And yeah. I've always thought nervousness means you care still. You, 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 if you're nervous, you want to do a good job and you still no, care yeah. about oh, yeah. this, and yeah. I think that's important. Yeah. And to that, what you were saying about, I'm, in terms of, I, used to, I was a rugby player, and so I'd get nervous before every game. Mm-hmm. And right up until that whistle goes off, well, once the ball comes at you, well, that's it. You're in. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. You can't step Committed, out now. Yeah. You're in for 80 minutes. You're done. Mm. And I think I feel like it's probably a similar thing for you. Mm. Once you're in the ring, that mm. first dog comes in and it's mm. the whistle's blown. Bang, you're and in the game. And that's and that's the same move. for the handler. Yeah. The handler wants the best mm. he can mm. do. Yeah. yeah. And and you panic. You do yeah. panic. Yeah. yeah. You know, if the if the dog acts up, you're you're panicking. You can. I can understand when someone's in there and they start panicking and they yeah. want to try and get dogs in headlocks and things like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but take a deep breath. Yeah. You know, I ain't going to shout at them. You know, you know, I want to see the dog at its best, its best performance. Yeah. You know, yeah. give it a bit of time. I love your analogy, Dean. Just imagine you're in the backyard and you're just trotting around your backyard. Yeah, having an. And that's actually I, I also judge junior handling. Yeah. Um, and I actually love judging juniors, uh, but I, I tell them all, especially the ones that the dogs, you know, because dogs will be dogs. Mm. They're, they're, you've got one that occasionally is just going to be an ass, <laughs> you know, they're, they're, or they're going to try to make you look like an ass, yeah. which they do. It's very yeah. easy sometimes. Yep. Um, and I'm like, just calm down. It's okay. You know, I tell the handlers, just, it's okay. Just calm down. All right, take him around again, yeah. and let's you know let's try that again. Yeah. Uh, so I mean that's you want you want to try to relax everybody in the ring and everybody to have a good time. Yeah. But not all judges are like that, and so mm-hmm. there's an expectation there. Yeah. yeah. That I have to get it right on the first go, mm-hmm. and not all judges are going to say look, let the league down and go again yeah. and don't look at him, mm-hmm. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Give and give them tips on yeah. doing the best thing yeah. for their dog. Yep. You know, they just have an expectation. I'm going to have to do mm. this in two minutes, yeah. and it's going to have to be perfect. Yeah. yeah. No, just I, I forget about the two minutes. To be honest, I don't look at it that way. You know, if someone's struggling, someone doesn't put the dog up as I want to see it. I'll do the little alterations, and if they move it, it's it's their loss. At the end of the day, you know, you give them one chance, and if they they should. You know, twig onto that and say, "Oh, he's giving me a little bit of advice here. Leave it alone." I was in Brazil, and it's the same thing. The guy, and these are handlers, not not people that own the dogs. These are handlers. You know, I straightened the dog's front. He moved it, so I straightened it again, and he went to move it again, and I, I would put my hand up, leave it, mm. and that's it. And I stepped back and look at the dog, and I said, "That's what I wanted to see." I feel like you don't deserve to win. Like if you're not smart enough to, I'll oh, hang on the judges. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You try to leave it there. I want to see the best yeah, yeah. the dog can do. Yeah. 
What else have we got, Madame Questionnaire? Well, I think we've got a couple more questions from okay. us, and then we'll see if there's any other audience questions that uh, might pop up. Um, so there are judges that examine dogs from a side-on position, and does this practice help with the overall assessment, and what are the benefits of, a, of that, if any? Um, <laughs> some, some of it is tradition. Uh, with with staffers and bulldogs, staffers, and a lot of the. Um, I, honestly, I don't think it really matters that much. Uh, I'm I, and the people that watch me judge, I walk around because mm -hmm. um, I want to see, and I'll have the, I'll have dogs, you know, face in, but then I'm going to walk around and look at the various pieces and whatever I want to see on that particular dog. Um, when they do. When they do face in, head on, uh, most of the time I will walk around and I'll look at the rears as I walk down and look at the rears. So you can do the same thing if they're if they're side on to you. You just have to walk down the line, and, you know. So it really is a matter of preference. I can I can see what I want to see, whether they're lined up one way or the other. Mm -hmm. It's just how, how I have to move between the dogs or whatever. The UK, um, over the years, it's becoming more popular. Mm -hmm. uh, judges facing them side on. Mm -hmm. As I say, I, I don't see a... You know, if, if someone wants to see it side on, mm -hmm. it's not a problem with me. Mm -hmm. let, let them do that way. But it's, it's becoming more and more of a, as a fave to... To see it head on. Well, I, I I like to see the dog stacked up, yeah. head on. Yeah. At me, um, a lot of people could just squint them round a little bit, sort of like a, another twenty degrees or something like yeah. this. There, and it it's sort of puts a little flag up saying to saying to me that someone's hiding something. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. so I like to see him face on. Yeah. But if someone moves the dog, I, as I say, yeah, as he's saying, like, you know, I'd move around, I'd walk around the dog yeah. to see what I want to see. Yeah. But it's becoming more and more of a trend to have the dog side on. Yeah. In in the UK, it's mainly in the final lineups. Yeah. Uh, I can't, I don't know, you know, it, if, you've, if you don't do it in the class, why do it in the final lineup? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're not saying. You're not going to see anything. Yeah, I, I, I can't see. Yeah, you know, if someone wants to put them side on, there's not a problem with that. Yeah. But generally, the the way that it was shown over the years as a tradition, it was head on. Yeah. Because the, the the answer was, oh, it's a head breed, so we're looking at the head. Yeah. You know, what, what uh, about the rest of it? Yeah. But, you know, what we've got to look at is the whole dog. I feel like it just makes sense to do a 360 yeah. view of it anyway. Like. Yeah, it, yeah. I, that's I walk around the dog. So yeah, makes makes sense to me. You can see the top line better if it's stacked on. You can see yeah. them all generally. You know, you got ten dogs yeah. all lined up sideways. You can see the top line. Yeah, yeah. But I'd like to see the top line on the move anyway. I judge the top line on the move. Yeah, yeah. yeah I feel like that would be like if you had six of them side by mm. side that way. Mm. Being able to sort of compare mm. top lines might be an advantage, but yeah, but you know, that, a, a good handler would lose any dip, yeah, or any hump. They'll be able to hide that anyway. Yeah, yeah. but you know, seeing a dog move 
it's moving naturally is you, you you're going to see that Kimmy, yeah. yeah. what about you what's your take on that sideways or front front it's a quite controversial thing really isn't it mm. um i suppose um you do judge them coming in on the move and mm. whether they drive and reach yeah. properly yeah. and they've got a level mm. top line mm. um but i'm I'm not a person who I'm a big believer that if we were bred, you know, people say the head is important, mm. but what took the head to the pit? Yeah, the true. rest of it. Yeah. yeah. So, and if it wasn't sound, well, mm. then it wouldn't win the fight. Yeah. So I'm a big believer, and I send them around, judge that part. Then I'm I'm not a believer in judging them head and front because I think that's a bulldog. Mm. So while we're saying we don't want them to terrier, we don't want them bulldogs either. Exactly. Yeah. So at the end of the day, then I'm always a side-on person. Mm. Usually a side-on. I might say always, usually. And then I go to the top of the line and look down the line at all their faces and heads and and their expressions. And it's try it. It's fun. You go down the line. You can see every eye placement, ear set, everything when they're in a straight line. Mm. If people, I think it's a bit hard though, if I was a handler I wouldn't be wanting to do that. Mm. I would be wanting to have my dog three quarter on and have him to the best advantage. But you know, we're on a table now, we're on a ramp, mm. you can't even do that there. Mm. So you've got the dog at the edge of the mm. thing and he's yeah. standing there and you go around. So I suppose it's about the situation, but my view is, is that I'm really much a person who, I'm apart from the type, I believe soundness is part of type, mm. and so if you can't see the soundness and you're just judging a front and a head, yeah. how do you see the yeah. soundness? Well, that's the old idea of walking around the dog to see the general, the, the, the overall picture of the dog. So whether it's sand, uh, face on or sideways, it's irrelevant to me because mm. I, I walk around the dog. Yeah. But I can understand why people want to do things their own way, you know, because it's, it's a set process that, that they go over. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The big thing's consistency yeah. in all well, the rules around yeah. the world. You just have to be consistent. Yeah, And it, a lot of it is, because I judge bulldogs as well, and every bulldog exhibitor expects. Mm. You, know, you, you don't even have to ask them. You know, oh. when, they, when they go around, they face the dogs in. I mean, that's just what bulldoggers do. Yeah. Well, they used to get on the ground and look at them. Lay down on the ground, the judges, and oh, get yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Some still do. Yeah. Um, I some, think they're a ramp dog now. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's, in the U.S., it's ramp mandatory. Mm. But when you, after you get them off the ramp and you, you're doing that final, they all turn them in head on. Head on. Mm. Uh, and if you don't go down and look down and compare the heads from the side as they're lined up, mm. You're in trouble. Yeah, you're in trouble. So like not spanning a border or something. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So a lot is, is what the exhibitors expect. Uh, I, when, you're, when you're doing your ring procedure, in my view, I don't want an exhibitor to be surprised. Uh, you know, I want them to know I'm going to do it the same way for every dog, mm. pretty much, you know. Yeah. What's your take on this, Barb? Sideways or front on? <laughs> Back to front. <laughs> Did somebody text a question? Here? We yes, do. We yes. do have a question um, that's been sent to us. Um, so I'll go through this one before we go on to any other audience questions here. Um, but question was: What do you think is the biggest challenge for the breed moving forward? And what is the most encouraging recent developments, such as? health testing, access to dogs, 
via frozen collections and the education regarding the origin of the breed and the modern standard? That's a it big question. It it a lot. The, the, the first one was what's the biggest challenge What's the for biggest the breed challenge in the breed moving forward? Have we, have we kind of already covered that? Have we, yeah, we touched on it? Yeah, I think yeah. a lot of what John said as far as what we're losing, some of the things that we're losing, yeah. it, uh, that is a huge challenge in the breed. Yeah. Okay. The second part of what's that is... is uh, yeah, the second part was um, what do you find are the um, most encouraging recent developments like the health testing and access to dogs via frozen collections? I think the same as in a lot of our society, um, the access to the internet and, and social media and that things um, can be good and can be bad. Mm. Um, the good parts of it is a lot of times you'll have access to dogs um, if you do your homework um, that can improve your not only your um, breeding but you know in the specific areas specific countries mm -hmm. so if you have access to you know really great dogs from other countries if you do your homework can can bring an improvement to your you know your country yeah and the education regarding the origin of the breed and the modern standard. Have we gone through that yeah, already? Yeah. I think we've touched on well, that. Well, that's, that's where education comes in and, and uh, seminars are put in place for people to see what the, it originated from and seeing the way it's going. Mm. Yeah, I and I'm not sure because... When you say the modern standard, the, the standard, the FCI standard or UK standard has only changed twice. Mm. Mm. And the US standard has never changed. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Actually, I picked that up on that question too. The standard. It's the standard. Mm. But I think then um, I would like to ask who has read the standard? Yep. So, so, so I mean, well, when you're a judge, you've read the standards, right? Because you have to get an exam on it. But having said that, the amount of people that I know that have not read the standard, mm. And they're in there and they're breeding mm. and they're exhibiting and they don't know what the standard is mm. or how to interpret the standard even. Yeah. Yeah. What does it mean? Well, this is the bad back down to the education of, for people to come to these workshops and someone there explain to them and say, all right, this, need, this means this, this means that, and what about this and what about that, to ask questions mm. and, and, and make it make it clear what they really are. Maybe. Well, it's clear, that it's, clear, it's clear that it's happening like in, in judges' training schemes mm. and people do exams and the people mm. that are examining say they don't even know the canine terminology. Yeah. Mm. So it's about we're not giving people the fundamentals yeah. to start with. Yeah. So yeah. how do we expect them yeah. to know what to do? That's right. Yeah. And, of course, we did a whole episode on the breed standard when we went through it. We did, and looked we? At, Yeah, we, and even I think we even touched on the extension as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm. yeah, I didn't know what a wither was before. Didn't you? So, no, no idea. I'm glad it helped. No, no, I, no, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> Pasteurs? No, I don't know. But, but you know, people will read it when they're well. going to be examined on it. Yeah. And then they go, oh, no, you I think you've been bleeding this long and didn't know? Yeah. Even, even in our handling classes, one of the first things I tell them is read your standard. Yeah. I mean, because we have, we have all the reads that come to our, our class. Yeah. Uh, not just Staffords, mm. and uh, you know, I say, read your standard. Mm. You know, what does it say? You know, what was your dog used for? Mm. Mm -hmm. That's how you show it. 
That's well, right. That's another aspect. You've got to know what it looks like to show it properly. Yeah. 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 And, and I found it extraordinarily helpful to read the breed extension as well. Yes, his next see. breeds are Stafford. Yeah. <laughs> you always knew what a bitch was, didn't you? <laughs> Careful. Careful. <laughs> Jeez. We should have filmed this. Very loaded, wasn't we it? Should have. <laughs> oh. I'd say nothing. <laughs> All right, we should, um, if anyone's got any questions, we should give people the Is opportunity to... Is there anyone out there that has any our, questions? Our little, any extra questions? They're like a singer, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, my thing is with um, when they string up the dogs, a lot of that now is from the, um, the point of view that a lot of our judges don't understand rear drive. So when they actually string their dogs up, that's when they are, they are thinking that they are witnessing rear drive because the dog's looking as if it's powering forward because it can't get its front legs on the ground. Mm. So I think a lot of our judges need to be educated a little mm. more on what the actual movement is of a dog. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so I, I believe that that is one of the problems that we have. Mm. We also, over here in Australia, um, I believe that a lot of the times why we do run our dogs is because a lot of all breech judges expect us to run our dogs. So it has become a habit Mm. with us now that we think, regardless of whether we go to a specialty, yeah, we yeah. think we have to run our mm. dogs. Yeah. Because that's what our all well, that's, that's what um, are expecting us to do. Yeah, that's what Kim said, like, you know, is yeah. follow the leader. That's right. Yeah, and, so. I mean, they'll get us sometimes to run the ring three or four times. Yeah. Well, we're not that type of brute. No. no. But no. Like they so. are expecting us. They think we've got dogs out there mm. and they're, they're making us run laps. Mm. Yeah. Um, and but it this comes is what back I'm saying, we do the need yeah. to have yeah. a better education mm. of our judges, yeah. because they have to understand mm. what movement really is. Yeah, well, that all needs to be filled, fill it, uh, filtered down from above and say, look, don't run the Staffords. Yeah. It's not a running dog. You know, you're supposed to walk with these dogs. You, know, it needs to, they, you don't see them running with toys, do you? Mm. Uh, you know they run, a, they walk along pretty quick, right? But these little things are hovering around. Mm. So why don't I do it with the Stafford? Mm. Yeah, I, I understand what you what you mean. I've seen it many times. You know, run round, run round. Oh, one more time, one more time. Why? Triangles enough. Mm. Yeah, you can see everything on a triangle. What you can t- you know, it makes me dizzy. When I watch some of them go around, could you? You, you going like that? Yeah, you going like that? You, you can't focus on it when it's running round. If it, if it if it moves parallel. Well, they often run it like that, so you just see the legs. The legs are scrambling everywhere, yeah, and you can't yeah, see the movement yeah. because the movement's incorrect. That's right. Yeah. So you slow down, please, yeah. so I can look, and yeah. then it falls to bits. And and the business with the stringing up, you know. The judge should go over and say, "Look, you know, loosen the lead for me, please, because you're losing something. Mm. You know, they're hiding something. If they're doing that, they're hiding something." And that, we watched a show a while back, and we were having a similar discussion about rear drive and, and the, how do we get, how do we fix that? What, how do you make 
appear to have powerful rear drive. Well, they pull. I, I think what Jane's referring to is, and and you you, you see it in the German shepherds. They have the dog right out in front. That's Taffer guy mm. used to do it. Have the dog right out in front of them. Mm. They're pulling back on the lead or they're stringing mm. it up, which makes them go like this, mm. which means they have to force the hind end, which yeah. makes them look like they've got okay. one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So the key to the whole thing is when you ask them to move, you start ask them to let the, let the dog, please move the dog mm. up and back on a loose lead. Yeah. Right? And if yeah. they don't do it, you send them another time. If they don't do it, you put them to their end. Yeah. Yeah. They'll get it. Yeah. And to your point, how do you make them have rear drive? Is the dog has to be made right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> to have yeah. The rear so structurally, drive. it needs to be <laughs> yeah. sound. Yeah. Yeah. And if it and if it doesn't, it, it it's not yeah. built right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Fair enough. We've got a yes. Beautiful. My name is Hrit. Um, I, I've got a couple of things I just want to touch on with the movement as well. The question I have is: some people frown upon uh, the Joker chains which is not traditional for our breed. I would like to know, in America and the UK, how do you view it there at the moment? Choker chains. The, in the US, mainly people show on slip leads or choke chains. That's, that's I think, probably 95% of all dogs are shown that way. Um, the traditional Stafford collars um, we actually have a, a, um, um, a letter from the judges. I'm the judge's education coordinator for the Staffordshire Bull Terrier Club of America, and we have a letter that we send to all judges uh, when they're applying for Staffords that talks about the traditional Stafford collar and telling them it is allowed. Do not, you know, do not throw anybody out of your ring if they have a traditional collar because it is allowed, you know, and in many parts of the world, that's the way they're shown. Uh, and that's the way they're expected to be shown. Um, I think if you train your dog well, exactly. it doesn't matter. I like the traditional collars and I show them, you know, to, in specialties, I show my dogs on them. Other, other times for all breed judges, I'll show on, you know, a choke chain. I, I do both. The UK, it's, it's always a, a traditional collar. There is more people actually getting a slip, the slip chains uh, now. I've seen the slip chains when they're used correctly. You know, shown the dogs are shown very well on them, even better than being on a collar. But traditionally in the UK, it's normally a normally a collar. They've come down from a sort of like an three-quarter inch collar down to a five-eighth so you know it's getting thinner uh, but you know I've seen dogs out here it was the first time I saw the chokers being used was out here and um, there was some dogs handled properly I see a dog the first time I was out here was a dog collapsed in the ring because he was being choked it was, yeah. wasn't used properly but know. that's down to the handler yeah it's, you know, it's education again how to use the slip lead yeah. and Training both the handler and the dog. Yeah, uh, you can do it either way. And, you know, you can you can use a martingale. You can use a, you know, it's it's all about working with your dog mm. and getting them trained. We're not allowed to use martingales. You're not allowed to use martingales. No. What can? We're not allowed to use martingales. You're speaking Greek to me at the moment. What's a martingale? Oh, the type a type of collar. Oh. But the thing is, is that exactly what you're saying. It's a matter of 
Well, again, if you're back to what you get the best out of your dog mm. by using yeah. what. Dogs, and if you put them on loose leads, they don't know they've got a choker. Yeah. And right. again, don't be arguing with it, mm. and it'll come with you. Mm. So mm. with the collars, we used to have, in the old days out here, we used to have the great big three-inch collars. Yeah. And what happened was the breeders and the judges decided that how are we going to see the neck on a Stafford mm. when it's covered up by a lump mm. of leather? Right, so it's too too thick. Mm. We can't see the neck. Mm. So then the English brought out those lovely narrow ones, yeah. and we all got into the rolled ones. And yeah. That was lovely, but at the end of the day, it comes down to what you can train your mm. dog on, and what it, like that guy on, that I spoke about earlier. He had a, a, a really awful choker on his mm. dog. I said, I oh, just can't show on that. Mm. He said, I've got a collar. I said, Well, go get it. And he got the dog to go on the collar because he let the dog go. Mm. So it's about the dog just walks next to yeah. you. If you were trained a dog properly, it wouldn't mm. need a collar and lead. Mm. It would walk next to you and do what you wanted it to do. I saw a little girl up here when I was walking down. She was arguing with her dad. She was little. And she was saying, my dog can do anything. It doesn't need a collar and lead. And she's walking along and the dad's going, put the collar and lead on it. He's getting a bit hysterical <laughs> like he's on a showground, right? No, doesn't need it. She's walking along and the dog's walking next to her. And I thought, look at that. Yeah. Right? And that's exactly what it's about. If yeah. you've got rapport with your dog and you can get it to do what you say, mm. it doesn't matter what mm. you've got on it. But with Stafford, yes, the traditional collar is part of our Yeah, that's, what, that's why we went down with a thin collar yeah. on it. Well, you know, we call them house clothes. Yeah. Our collars, yeah. we call them, they put them on at home, so if there's a, any sort of thing that happens, you can manage that's to get a hold yeah. of them. Yeah. Yeah. So. And I, I had, to your point, I, I've talked about my old boy Rocky that I'd, I still miss to this day mm -hmm. but he was such a he was so in into me and into showing we were in the group ring and my lead broke and we started the go around he went all the way around the ring come up stood here I am <laughs> with no lead on mm -hmm. because that's what he did he just knew what to do yeah yeah so, so it's about putting time into your dog that brings yeah. all this yeah. together. Well, like, we, with Smokey Joe, when I was showing him, you know, the collars got smaller and it was the 5'8 collar. And um, I bought myself a nice new collar. I, bought, I thought, I'll try one of these half-check ones. Mm. Lovely. So it was... Uh, um, I like the half-check ones, yeah. yeah the Richmond Champ Show. You know, all nice bit of bling on it and everything, nice shiny chain. Uh, picked it up at the show. Tom Tom Hare was showing. Um, I put it on him, and I thought, "What's up with him?" And I twigged on that he didn't like that click of the chain, so that was a waste of money. So I put the, the other the collar on, in boom, won the class. So, but look, we've all trained our dogs. Like my mum used to show a bitch called Games to Sweet Trouble, mm -hmm. and she used to wear a choker, like. Mm -hmm. But the choker was always flat on her, and then she, and you know how you make noises to take mm. off with your dog, but you mm. just go click click twice yeah. on that choker, not even pulling it, just a little click. Right, we're into mode. Yeah. So it's all about the training. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've got one more qu question. With converging canines, it's uh, a debate. What at what stage is it really a converging canine? Is it when it's tight or when you don't see the tip? How do you see it? I'd say it. I'd say it when, if you can see the tips, it's not converging. Right. 
if you can't see the tips, it's converging. Uh, but then there's an argument again, um, if you've got a short canine, is not sitting right. If it's a, if the canine's longer, it's going to come up and go past, past the past the gum. If it's short, it sits short, and it looks like a lot of people who would say that the t you know the tips are, are quite into the gum that they're converging. But is it a short one or is it converging? So that's the argument. So I say if you can see the tips, it's not converging. Yeah, I agree. But then again, you can so sometimes still see the tip, but it's going in the gum. So it's got how much of the tip can you see? Uh, that's how I look at it. Well, they're supposed to sit in the dental arch, mm. right? So it's about if it sits in there or not, and how much the severity of the fault. Yeah, yeah. It's like severity. Yeah. So it's the severity of the fault. Mm. So does it sit in the dental arch? Is it in the roof of the mouth? Yeah. Right. That's that's sapped. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Totally, because it's a malocclusion yeah. of the jaw. Yeah. So and it cannot eat even properly. So it's just about getting it in the right. It's. Not, I don't even think it's a debate. Mm. Why is it a debate? It shouldn't be. Mm. How, how much of a converging canine do I have? Yeah. Well, it's like this. Do you have one or don't you? Not yeah. how bad is it? Mm. You know? Yeah. That's how I but, see it anyway. You know, it's, yeah, th there's a fine line on that. You know, it's the length of the canine. Out, I've seen a lot of Staffords and the canines are getting smaller and smaller. Mm. Um, and when you see a big canine, you think to yourself, crikey, what? The, something going wrong here? <laughs> you know, you know I, I've touched dogs underneath their chin, and I thought, oh, what's that? It's got something on its chin. It's canines coming down. And, oh, you, wow. and when you lift the lip up, you think, crikey, that's, that's some dog. Yeah. I wouldn't like that in me. But if you've, got a short, <laughs> if you've got a short canine, and it's touching the gum, and it's in the right place, would you, you know, some, I've known some people to say, that's got it's got a bad mouth. It's got converging canines. Okay, can it do its job? Of course, it can do its job. Mm. Yeah. No, even even undershot reverse scissor yeah. can do its job. Yeah, I wouldn't like to be bitten by That's it. That's right. My mum no, used to say, "Well, my back hanging off my bum." <laughs> yeah, because yes. it's exactly the same. It's just yeah. reverse. Yeah, it's whether it's wry or whether the mouth can't shut and yeah. can't do its job. Yeah. and do. it can't do its job if it's going into the roof of its mouth. Right. Yeah. I, I, the, the terrier standards that say a level is accepted mm. it drives me crazy. I don't, because the- Border terrier, I think, so. I, there are a lot of them mm. that say that. But the, the efficient bite is either a scissors or a reverse scissors, one or the other. Level is not an efficient bite. No, can't hang on. Yeah. Mm. And grossly undershot or grossly overshot is not an efficient bite. So. I'll say one good thing, and it, and it used to be that they used to call them inverted canines, but now everybody's calling them converging, and hallelujah, because at the end of the day, inverted means upside down. Mm -hmm. And I go, how can it be inverted? Mm. It's the canine upside down, is it? <laughs> so I think there was a lot of education in that's been yeah. done as well, because yeah. it's converging. But So that's good. Was that those all right. answers all right, Greg? <laughs> any, any more questions? 
we got any more? Going once, going mm-hmm. twice. No, I, I look. We got anything? We have covered a hell of a lot of ground. Well, Nathan's got no questions, so that's it. And we well, then be, we can't. We can we go. We must then. be done. We must be done. We've answered all of his queries. That's it. Saying that, I was I was judging in the, in in the states, and uh, it got that annoying. I had to tell the student to tell him to put the tidbits away. We call it bait. Yeah, bait. Yeah, bait. Yeah. You ought to remember, it's all about the timing. What's the problem? Yeah. That's better than the bait. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah. All right. Well, we might um, we might we might stop recording. Hmm. Gentlemen and ladies, thank you all for your time you and your energy. You did start recording. I did. Well, oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I did. I've been recording. We've got it all. We've got. We've done really well. Great. So, all right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. We thank appreciate you. your thank time you, and safe travels. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, everyone. Give yourselves a round of applause. Hey. Hey.